0: Into Top Spur, everybody. It is the Top Spur Rabbit Rooster uh, Pre-Show. Coming to you here live uh, on Facebook and also on Top Spur. I'm Douglas Bruce, along with my wingman extraordinaire and partner in crime, Big Mike Fisher. We are coming to you guys, coming to you guys live from the Philippines. Big Mike, how the hell are you, buddy?
1: Still kicking, man. How about yourself?
0: I, I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, I, I was. We called this episode a Thanksgiving hangover uh, because uh, a good portion of our audience is in the U.S. and I'm sure recovering from a uh, a food hangover or a, a food induced, a pumpkin pie induced coma. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, not referring to alcohol, but referring to uh, to just uh, eating and eating. And the great thing about mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is you eat and then, and then you, you, you sleep it off for a couple of hours and then you eat again. And then again on Friday and the women all go black Friday shopping and you eat again. And, you know, by Sunday, you're finishing off the last of the, of the candied yams or the sweet potatoes and, and, the, <laughs> and whatever else, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, maybe on Monday you have a turkey sandwich <coughs> leftover turkey sandwich or something, but, but, uh, did you uh, sure. guys? We got a great show for you today. Uh, uh, going to be a, a open format Q and A. We're going to be uh, doing a question and answer show. Got a lot of a lot of questions from the mailbag stuff we've collected up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of questions we didn't get to in uh, some of the other shows, but also uh, going to be taking questions live from you guys and talking about what you want to talk about. I always love these. Uh, I always love these kind of shows because the audience gets to participate and uh, and uh, uh, talk about what they want to talk about. Big Mike, did you have Thanksgiving here in the Philippines?
1: No, our kids had school. You know, it's it's tough here. Um,
0: it's not a holiday Yeah, up, uh,
1: yeah and, and Mike, the youngest one starts school at 6 a.m. until 11, and then wow. Vincent's from 12 to 5, and it's tough. And then he had gymnastics after that, so – it's tough but my wife hooked up, you know what I called the 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 pure American dinner for us, fried chicken, coleslaw and mashed potatoes. So it was really good actually.
0: So it it, it awesome. works out. That's awesome. Yeah. You know and it's it's great once in a while to get American food. I now about half of what I eat here is actually American. April has become quite the American uh chef and uh she made this stuff and i never post food i'm never somebody we go to a restaurant you know uh all uh, people always posting their food or whatever that's just not my thing i'm i'm really too busy eating it to take pictures of it and uh, uh but she made some stuff over the weekend uh uh it was like it was like chicken breast uh sliced thin and and then rolled up with uh Italian seasoning, oregano and stuff, and then a toothpick in it. She baked it in a clay pot Dutch oven type thing. And then she made her version of homemade potato salad, which was kind of a cross between buco salad and potato salad. And uh, that stuff, man, I'm telling you, that's the best thing i ever eat in my life, I think. You know, just really, really good. Uh, Just, just, uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't turkey and dressing uh, Thanksgiving but but it was as close as I've gotten since I've been in the Philippines. I, yeah, I know there's some guys. I know I know Mark Kelly, I think if I remember correctly, he does Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple of guys here uh, do a Thanksgiving type dinner. And you can get like SNR. you can get I saw butterball turkeys. Uh, uh, I haven't seen any like stovetop stuffing or anything like that or you guys some people make dressing. But you do see the, you do see the, I saw the, the Bruce's yams, uh, the canned yams, and occasionally you'll see the uh, pumpkin, the Libby's or the Bruce's uh, pumpkin pie. You know, you can get a few things there at SNR, the American style stuff, sure. but, uh, but a uh, little bit different. Uh, guys, I want to mention to you, this is brought to you by Rapido Rooster, uh, rapidorooster.com. Uh, you can get it there in the U.S. You can either go to AmericanProPerformance.com or you can just go to RabbitOarrooster.com, select your location, it'll ask you, are you in the east or are you in the west? And uh, if you're here in the Philippines, the east, uh, you can also contact us at the Smart and Globe Numbers there. Uh, if you don't want to order from the website, April will get you taken care of when it comes to that. Also want to mention uh, Top Spur uh, TV. Uh, that's where we'll be headed. That's where the show will actually be. This is just the pre-show. We'll be going over to TopSpur.TV. If you're not a member there, you can sign up. The gold membership is $4.99 a month. Or you can get the diamond membership uh, yearly and get a couple of months free there or or uh, a little bit off anyway uh, on the on the diamond membership for just $52 a year. I uh, also want to mention that uh, 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 over at TopSpur, there are the, uh, uh, the books and DVDs and streams that are all available there. Uh, our stuff, uh, the, the Pro Series, Perfect Point, Perfect Point Masterclass, Rooster Hacks with me and Big Mike, also Douglas Bruce, uh, Gamefile Essentials. Uh, the, those are all DVDs and streams. Also, John Anthony Marks, uh, Volume 1. John Anthony Marks volume two and all about a seals is available. They are streams and now they are available as DVDs. You can order the DVD version of the John Anthony Marks stuff too. We brought back the DVDs because so many people requested it. Uh, also the books are out. Uh, Perfect point. The book uh, breeding basics uh, book and also uh, history of the game The new book, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of, Feedback on it already. People are liking it. They're enjoying it. A unique look at some uh, historical bloodlines and also the men that bred them. So I'm actually already gotten notes that I'm starting on. I've started my pre-note stuff on volume two already, already starting to to work towards volume two. I was planning on taking a little bit of a break, but, you know, it just, (laughs) it just, uh, You know, when there's nothing else to do, you might as well work, you know, might as well work and try to, you know, really, really want to get that that stuff out. Uh, uh, Let me check my time here. Uh, Big Mike, uh, uh, what is going on over there at your farm? What did you do this weekend? Did you do anything special over the, of course, it wasn't a holiday here, but, you know, did you get anything done this week you wanted to get done?
1: No, I took yeah, I took the boys up uh, to the farm on Saturday, and we kicked around out there for a while, sparred some of the the roosters that are finishing up their molt, and things look really good, man. I was like, holy shit. So I came down and talked to Florente yesterday, and he's going to come up there. Wednesday is my next farm day, so I'm going to bring him up there and let him pick out some roosters and get me a financer, and we'll we'll try to push through on this uh, Sinulu Derby. I heard it's like $6 million. Yeah, that's 120000 bucks if you win. Yeah. So nice. <clears throat> on a sixty-four. if you have a financer, we should talk about that sometime too. If, if you have a financer, he pays all your entry fees, all the, the bet money, everything, plus gives a little extra for food money on the day of the Derby. And if you win, it's a 60-40 split. So 60-40 for 60% for the owner of the roosters and 40% for the financer on any winnings. And then I would also have to pay like the handler fee and stuff like that. But <clears throat> man, it's you know if if I, if I don't have to have any money out of pocket except my roosters, and I win a big a big, yeah. big prize, I've done that before and I won. Gotta
0: yeah. had a nice yeah. payout. So
1: already,
0: you've already made an investment in the rooster, so that's where your that's, that's where your forty percent <laughs> is coming from. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm trying to get my fly pins done up out here, and so I can I can get back to competing a little bit. Uh, guys, it's time to uh, to play the uh, Rapid Rooster Rapid Fire Q and A. Roll that footage. Rapid Rapid O Rooster Rapid Fire Q&A. Rapid O is asking a couple of questions uh, to me and Big Mike here. Uh, Big Mike, do you prefer uh, more pellets or grains in your feed mix? Pellets or grains, buddy?
1: Pellets. I've cut down on the green a little bit, like a lot of it. I used to do uh, two parts pellets, one part grain but now I've cut down on the, the grain even more. I, I just, I found that my bodies are actually just as nice without giving all that grain. And plus grain got so damn expensive. Now it's 1,000, 1,700 a sack. You know, it used to be 1,200. So it's expensive. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's, it's going up. I was always a pellet guy. My dad, my dad would have got, he would have fed hundred percent pellets if he could have got away with it. Uh, uh And he had tremendous bodies on his chickens. Uh, I've always been about 75 to 80 percent pellets is what I've always recommended. Uh, Usually the pellets are so well formulated. Uh, You need enough grain to keep the to make the gizzard work. Uh, But you don't, you know, of course, Ratliff, Ratliff was this is where Ratliff and I differed on a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, Believe it or not, people, you know, people dispute it. But. I'm not a Ratliff clone. I do think for myself, uh, uh, he was, he was, you know, uh, at least 50% grain or maybe more. uh, And I, I just never did. I never did. uh, I never did uh, like feeding that much grain uh, to the chickens. Some people will disagree and it's like everything else, but, but uh, uh, it is what it is. What leg length uh, do you prefer on a rooster? Like, like uh, medium station, uh, medium high station, high station. Uh, what what do you what do you prefer on a rooster? If you're selecting a, 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 a cocker stag to breed, hmm.
1: yeah, that you know what that's a that's kind of a a question that can have many answers because if I'm going to fight, if it's a stag I'm, and I'm I'm selecting for the stag derby, I don't want long legs. I would want high station, but not long leg because the legs break easy on a stag, so yeah, yeah uh i would want kind of uh yeah medium station and and medium legs if it's going to be stag. but now for uh even for a, a broodcock, i'm not a long leg guy you know i'm a high station guy you know where they stand straight like this like a soldier but in terms yeah. of leg length i i just i, I never like long mm-hmm. legs you know like they say yeah. here we like long legs on chicks not chicken okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and and people get confused about the difference in leg length and and station. Station means where is the drumstick placed on the body? Is it middle of the wing, butt of the wing, rear of the wing, you know, tip of the wing? That's that's uh, that's low, medium and high station is where the leg is attached to the body. Long legs is something completely different. Uh, Shank length. uh, 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 That's that's a completely different thing. Uh, I like higher station roosters. I just, I, I, you know, and, and if you're fighting, be honest with you, you know, uh, 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 you know, Rocky Marciano could knock out Brock Lesnar. So, you know, I mean, it size doesn't always, you know, when it comes to roosters, size, doesn't always, you know, the, the, have those long legs don't always equate to wins that gray duck of yours that you had that five time winner, <laughs> Uh, you know, and his son went on. I had his son. His son went on to win, I think, three fights. I fought that, I felt that stag out of I mean, who was good station. You know, he was medium high station, but, but he went on and won three fights. You know, he never lost a fight. Uh, he died from injuries after the third time, but, but, uh, you know, the, uh, five time winner and his legs, his, he, you know, Legos have taller legs like than pigeon. Than, uh, yeah, he looks like a pigeon he like leg, you know. A pigeon too. Yeah, yeah, but he but he knew he knew where those spurs were. Uh can you heal a turkey? <laughs> That's a good question. Can you heal a turkey, big Mike? Can you you know, and if you did, what length would you fight him in the gaff or the knife? <laughs>
1: I tell you what, man. I've seen some crazy stuff here like I've seen them fight leghorns okay I mean I, I I have I've seen it the old ones the old ones they won't run uh, but <clears throat> Theodore probably would my son the five year old he'd probably heal them up yeah. and put them down and let them go yeah. we've got a couple out there now he probably would but uh yeah they they fight I mean that's why you got to really watch them oh, when you yeah. let them out to walk around you have to watch them or they'll jump on the they'll jump on the roosters and drag them out to the
0: end of the cord when I lived in Tennessee, when I lived, when I lived uh, uh, there in Friendsville, we would have probably 50 or 60 come through almost every day, especially in the fall uh, they would come through. And uh, sometimes those, those young Toms would challenge the older Toms and uh, you'd see some epic battles out there. Then 30 pound, you know, 25 pound turkeys going at it. You know, it looked like, look like Peruvians out there. You know, they, eventually the older, older <laughs> ones would, would run off the younger ones, but they would challenge them sometimes. They would migrate through my yard every single day. I, I don't know if they were coming through, uh, cause I had woods on three sides there, uh, 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 three sides of the place and they, they would come through and I guess they would glean off of the, like the stag yard and stuff. They'd eat the leftover grain, uh, stuff from the stags and that, you know, they worked through there all the time. So, Anyway, guys, come on over. We're going to be over at uh TV. Uh, come over if you're not a member, sign up real quick, won't take you just a minute and uh, enjoy the show with us. Uh, there's a ton of uh, of older episodes and and uh, several hundred hours of, of uh, video that we've done over there, plus. You can also, uh, you got access to all the streams. Whether you remember or not, you can come over and pick up a book or a DVD. Uh, check out the new book, History of the Game file Volume 1. It's available there. And, uh, guys, we will see you over at uh,
2: Topspur.tv. Topspur TV is proud to present History of the Game file Volume 1. This latest book by Gamefowl historian Douglas Bruce takes a unique and enlightening look at over 100 plus bloodlines and the breeders who made them, offering the reader a chance to step back in history with little-known information, stories, and rarely seen photos. History of the Gamefile, Volume 1, is the first in a multi-volume series, being presented by podcast host and Gamefile author Douglas Bruce, and sure to answer many of your historical questions concerning your favorite bloodlines and breathers. Patch, Cowan, Kearney, Leeper, Allen, Duray, Kelso, Esling, Madigan, and Law are just a few of the dozens of readers in depthly discovered in this book just in time for Christmas. And a must have addition to any game file library collection. On sale now at www.chopspur.tv.